Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. Have you ever wondered about your body being triggered and wondering if it's intuition or trauma and people tell you to touch trust your gut, but what if everything feels scary or nothing feels scary? And we have Sarah Vittori. She's a peak performance coach, as well as a multidimensional practitioner, as well as a somatic practitioner. So she has lots of levels and layers to get us unstuck. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. Well, we were joking like Sarah K. Ramsey, Sarah Vittori, like we kind of We've already got a lot, uh, a lot in common. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, okay. So tell us a little bit about how our body keeps a score, about how our body memorizes these patterns um, that can kind of keep us stuck. Yeah, it's a great place to start with. So we live in these bodies and our bodies are wired for one sole purpose because we're mammals. So we've been trained a lot in our lives to really only think neck up and really be in our heads. We're praised for our intelligence. <laughs> we are doing and going and performing in these ways. And we often override and leave out what's going on in the body, in the system that we're operating. And our mammalian system is designed to protect us. And so what that means is we have these automatic protective programs that kick online when the body is sensing danger. And I'm going to put the danger in quotes for the listeners, right? Because danger can be actual danger, can be perception of danger, or it can be memory of danger. And when those those things start to bubble up in the system, our body has automatic reactions. So it's very commonplace now, sort of lots of people are talking about, we have fight, flight, and freeze responses that our system goes into. We also have fawn responses and fitting in responses, which means we people please in order to fit into a situation. And so these responses take precedent over whether or not we want to set a boundary, whether or not we want to speak on a Facebook Live to our audience, our body will start to register those kinds of situations as dangerous and our heart rate might start to increase, our breathing gets shallow, our muscles get tight, and our body might move into a different pattern. We might sense tightness in the jaw. So there are all these ways that our body is responding based on all of our stacked experiences. And I think about it as, say, I am by the fire cooking and at, in the woods. Right. And all of a sudden I hear a rustle. Right. Yes. And so my body has some type of reaction. Like there's a rustle in the woods. Yes. Okay. And I don't know if it's a bear. Right. I don't know if it's a serial killer. I don't know if it's um, another lost camper who's really sweet and needs my help. Right. And I think I think that's what you're talking about because our head gets into the why. Who is it? Why? But we would all do ourselves a real service. That initial response is smarter than we are. A hundred percent. And and we want our survival system. Our survival system is really important. We want to be on alert 
if we hear a rustle in the woods, if we're by ourselves and we need to prepare, we need to know if it's a bear or not. We need to be able to move out of the way of a car that's coming at us. Or, you know, if I threw a ball at your head, you want to make sure you duck, right? All these things are, are automatic and important. But what we want to be careful of is when our body starts to click into these responses, when we don't want them to be, right? We might, yeah, go ahead. And that's where if there's been so we haven't done the clearing, right? Mm -hmm. So what I it's what I call stress stacking. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's like this stress, the this stress, yeah. and this stress, and this stress, right? And rather than um cycling through, because right now our stress comes in the form of an email. Right. Right. There's yeah, a hundred percent. And that's why, you know, this danger is this perceived danger, because it could be not pleasing someone or a spouse. It could be you worry that you're going to say the wrong thing to a friend. All of this fear or pattern generates in the system in those different ways and then blocks us without us even understanding that it's coming from these unconscious patterns and reactivity in the system, like in the body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I told you that recently I've been up leveling my own life, which sounds, sounds exciting. And really just like, uh, that means like you're, it's almost like driving a plane and like all of a sudden the wings start falling off and it's like, Oh, or you're growing new wings, but the wings are falling off your plane. I mean, that's really what I feel like, um, in my own life right now. And there's things like I'm driving this plane and there's things falling off and it's incredibly painful. Uh, and, and I have so many exciting things going on, right? It's like this, this, this new version of me, um, that's trying to get out of the cocoon, a cocoon. And, um, I told you that whenever I'm getting responses from people that my jaw is just, you know, um, and I'm like my, telling my husband, please rub my jaw. And when I rub like this piece, I grew up in my ear. It's like pain. Yeah. I mean, straight pain. And yes. the last time I had a jaw massage, I mean, for my myself or my husband was last night. Right. So it's, yeah. it, it's just a, a lot of stress happening in my life right now. And you said you could tell something about me from, <laughs> from experiencing stress there. Yeah, you know, our bodies are so fascinating and they're really designed to come into these automatic organization uh, processes. So when we give the body space to express, it actually goes through these cycles of activation and deactivation in order to integrate and release whatever we're holding. So when we go through experiences, they stack and they get stuck in the body. So when our jaw starts to flare up and send us signals, it's exactly as you're saying, it's needing some attention. So it has some space to express when you give your, your jaw space, it starts to twitch. You can feel it tightening and it gets hot. Maybe you feel the pain. Oftentimes the jaw is related to when we're not saying all the things we want to say, or when we're kind of clamping down on setting a boundary with someone, we hold a lot in different parts of our body, but the jaw tends to be a tell all around it needing to speak, but we might not be letting it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very well. And, you know, in, in my conversation around boundaries, I do talk about not bringing the hammer. Yeah. Right. And so that creates like a distinction. It's like, okay, 
I don't wouldn't I don't I probably don't need to say everything I think and feel. And my my body's like, eh, but maybe you should say a little bit more than you already have. To say, and also for for the jaw to have its own space and its own time separate from verbalizing with anybody in order to do what it needs to do. We're holding so much stacked layers from a lot of things. They've done a lot of research now, our science is so advanced, where we're holding patterns at least seven generations back and also seven generations forward. So we're carrying a lot of stuckness from our parents, from our ancestors, from our own experiences in our bodies. So there are ways that our our systems need space in order to express. It might not just need a good scream away from somebody else. It might need that touch, that gentle touch to just hold in order to start to work itself out. I imagined if we did a little piece of work right now and we started to tune into that area, there might be some emotion. There might be something that needs to be said. There might be ways that your sensations in your throat and your jaw would start to uh, speak up in different ways. And then we would work with, and then we would work with that piece. So it might be things we need to say actually, but it also just me might mean metaphorically. And if we're giving it room to express, it might, you might be, might be tired and it needs to yell and say that you're tired, right? It, there would be some layers underneath that we would, we would look at as the jaw and um, pain areas have chance to express. So interesting. Um, and so I, I do know that one of the things that we talked about in this conversation is that if we don't start to do some of that work and, and getting that energy out of our body and getting that layers out of our body, that it can feel, I use the term crocodile, right? So if you're in a toxic situation, um, you're like around a crocodile. And sometimes I hear people say, how do I not let a toxic person bother me? And they've completely shut off that survival system. And there's a crocodile gnawing their arm. Right. And and they distract, they get into their head rather than their body by saying, is this a malignant crocodile or a narcissist crocodile or a covert narcissist crocodile it's like dude that crocodile is like eating you alive like it does not matter what type of crocodile it is but it's that it's that our heads feel safer than our bodies and the sheer pain of like man this crocodile hurts yes Yes. And our bodies are so wise. So we go into these other kinds of coping strategies where we get shut off from how we actually are feeling in our system. That's a survival response. You're just going to problem solve this or think in the whys or the what ifs and just stay stuck in this in this mind mindset piece and not notice and pay attention to the pain or the discomfort or the wounding that's happening in your system from the crocodile that's that's on your arm. So oftentimes when we're starting to go into the body for those listeners who've not spent time paying attention, it can be really overwhelming at first. So to the invitation is to really go slow. And as you start to go, you know, to tune in and to just ask body, what do you need or what's going on? It can be really surprising and overwhelming. So one of the things I have my clients, my one-on-one clients who are coming to me for somatic work and help with feeling overwhelm and issues with performance or navigating fear, relationship issues, is we look at 
the foundational way our body communicates, because that's often safer than going right into uncomfortable sensations. So what I mean by foundational ways the body's communicating is our nervous system lets us know when we have to use the bathroom. How many times do we override that we have to pee? right? Just one more meeting. I'm just going to sit in this movie theater five more minutes. There are ways that we override that. So starting to notice and honoring and going to the bathroom when you have to pee, eating when you're hungry or not eating if you're not hungry, right? Resting if your body is expressing to you that it's tired, naming an emotion if you feel like there's an emotion coming up. These are all kinds of things that our body is communicating to us all the time that we're often ignoring. And that can be a really safe space for people to start as they're reconnecting to their body and to sensation. Because we can learn how to reconnect to our bodies. It's, it's an awareness process, just like when we're learning about our mindset or how we're thinking about our relationships and the dynamics. We also can learn how our body is communicating, even if it's been shut off or shut down for a while. And if we don't learn this, I want to be very clear to say, you will always be susceptible to toxic relationships. Because if you are just numbed out and you don't notice if a crocodile's gnawing on you, or if you've done some type of protective mechanism and everything's a crocodile, Right. Because I see some people and they say, oh, I'm toxic person proof. I don't let anybody in my life. I don't trust anybody. I don't. It's like, ah, that's like not healthy. Right. Right. That's what we're talking about. Right. Um, And really knowing what safety feels like. Yes. And what mutual relationships feel like. So when someone is playing by a different set of rules or have one standard for you and one standard for them, even even earlier than that, it's just like, man, something's just wrong. Like I were just raining in this person. They just, I don't know what it is, but it just felt like something was off. Like that is the red flag. Yeah. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think what you're saying is so important because when we bring the body online, it allows them space for discernment. It allows space to be able to evaluate in that moment. That is a red flag because we're so used to just pushing it other the rug. We want to be in a relationship. We want to be in connection. Sometimes that feels easier or safer than being alone. And so we put up with and tolerate this kind of level of discomfort, which in turn is much more destructive to our own systems. So by learning this, we're able to really strengthen our sense of self, our essence, our energy. We're energy beings. We're made up of energy. <laughs> Our energy feels a particular way. And if we really know what that feels like from an embodied place, from a sensation place, when I feel confident, when I feel myself, then I can really differentiate out when something problematic or a pattern or a flag is coming in to my field. But I have to start with myself. I have to know what my body feels like. I have to know what my signals and cues are. That's the first place to start. So that as this other information comes in and we're in relationships or we're going on dates and starting to learn about other people, we get real clear information. And this is when people are talking about, yeah, I know life coaches and practitioners, when we're talking about like, you have all the wisdom in you. Like you already have everything you need to stay safe, right? That's what this means. Not necessarily that you don't need help in the process, right? I mean, exactly, exactly. 
Dude, I never, I'm all I want to say 100%, 1000 gazillion million percent. I've never heard anyone who I thought, man, they've really done a lot of healing work and growth journey who said, I just did it by myself or I just read it in a book and I love books working on my second one. Never yes. have I ever. We are, we are social creatures, right? Exactly. Like, As mammals, that is the, the foundation of how we thrive is through connecting with other people. And when you find yourself or you have someone else who's in that black and white, I'm doing this alone mentality, that's a trauma response because we're really wired to be in community and connection. Now, many of us and myself included have had to learn how to rewire that response. We're a culture that praises individuality and doing it alone and muscling through it and overworking. And so we really are having to shift for the health of our species that no, actually we do need each other. We do need help and support. And with this piece in the body, the nervous system is a beautifully wise instrument and we can learn how to rewire and repattern so that we're not ever stuck in any one way. I mean, that's what I geek out on with my clients. We get to retrain our bodies to do it differently. So um, for our listeners, I know I'd love to let them walk away with at least one tip that as much as we don't can do it on our own, what is one tip if someone's listening and wants to get unblocked and reset their body um, that they, they can maybe do from home? Mm-hmm. Great, great question. So one thing I already said a little bit earlier, which is starting to learn some of your nervous system responses. And the easy way to do that is those, those basics, food, a bathroom, emotion, rest, tired. And additionally, we are not going to be able to know ourselves or sense ourselves if we're stuck in uh, the survival urgency response. So one of the things that I start with clients is learning what I call their baseline. What does it feel like in your system when you're not under threat or in danger. And I do understand it's a reality. I'm sitting as a privileged middle to upper class white person. I understand that it is some people's actual reality where there, there isn't foundational safety. But for those listeners who, if you have a house over your head and you have regular access to food, those kinds of things allow you to start to sense into, okay, when I'm relaxed, when I am not stressed out or in a stress response, what is that baseline for me? What does that feel like physically in my body? So I would invite listeners to start to notice that for themselves. Where are you? Is it that one time when you were on vacation for a week and you didn't have to work? Is it in the weekends in the morning when you don't have to set an alarm? Is it during your shower time at night or a bath that you can get into? Where are the moments where you're most grounded, where you're close to a zero on a scale of zero to 10, where 10 is like, I'm freaking out, stressed out, angry, frustrated, and zero is I'm nice and calm. Where is that zero for you? And starting to really look for it. Our brains are wired to look for uh, danger. And so we often have to make intentional choices to start to look for when we actually feel good or when we feel safe. So making and setting that intention and noticing and bringing awareness to your body when you are out in the woods and you feel really relaxed. Can you notice how that's showing up in your body? Can you feel your feet on the ground? Checking in physically is the way to start to build awareness around what your body is communicating. And I would 
also advise people in within their relationships, like what relationships in your life do yes. feel safe, Love that. Your, you know, and then yes. what relationships do not feel safe. Um, I went to my son's, uh, his like school thing. He's, he's really into school. My son's really into school. Right. And so it's kind of funny when I went to the parent teacher conference, like they, they literally sat back. They were like, so what are you doing here? I mean, they were literally like, okay, there's obviously not any concerns academically. So what do you do? And it was just the the posture of them. Yes. Just like, okay, we just had a chat about my son, you know? And then I was looking in the window at a couple of other kids and the teacher was like leaned in, the parents were leaned in. You could see like the difference yes. in language. And I was just like, huh, no, not a perfect yeah. parent, got all kinds of stuff going on. But that, that was interesting and like body language and That's like if there's a problem if there's not a problem yeah and so when you're feeling in situations you know if you see me and Sarah we're just like it's a very um both of us have this very like free yeah. almost movement yeah. about yes. us you know, it's not it feels like a very safe affirming conversation yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know and just just pay attention just just yeah. pay attention absolutely uh, yeah. Sarah, where can people find out more about you and your work? Sure. I have two websites. So for my peak performance work where I'm working with athletes and performers who have blocks and fears and are looking to perform to their potential, my website is peakperformwithsarah.com. And for you listeners, I spell Sarah without an H. <laughs> my friend Sarah across from me has, has an H. So S-A-R-A. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, and then my somatic work where you can find all sorts of information. I work with couples. I work one-on-one with busy humans or entrepreneurs to overcome blocks and fears and really get more into body, repatterning, reprocessing, ancestral healing, all sorts of things is uh, saravatori.com. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah. And if you haven't done so already, I want to ask you a personal favor and say, please leave a review for the podcast. It helps other people know this is information they can trust. You can leave a review anonymously. So just hit the write a review for the podcast and let others know this is a safe place to heal. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.